this Premier League match day seven picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save twenty dollars. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick him in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off their football season special when you use the promo code SGP. That's at vsin.com. Subscribe, promo code SGP. And finally, brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlors, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 27th. 8th? 7th. 8th. 7th. Wednesday. What is it, Baz? Wednesday the 27th. Wednesday the 27th um, of September. Oh, that's correct. And we are here a little bit early to have a look at uh, the weekend's games. Uh, we go from Saturday lunchtime. All the way through to Monday night, uh, joining me, you've just heard his beautiful voice uh, from Nottinghamshire, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Even Malcolm, how are we doing? Yes, thank you. Good. Um, we've gone a bit early this week, Baz. I'm going to the match in a couple of hours, and you felt it was important to get the show out nice and soon for the punters, uh, so we've gone keen this week. Yeah, we talked about putting it back to Thursday, but... Um... You know, trying to keep the routine, so we thought put it out on the Wednesday it gives plenty of people plenty of time to absorb everything. Um, but obviously, worth time stamping the fact that we haven't seen tonight's games, so we've no idea how Man City Newcastle got on, uh, Chelsea Brighton, Arsenal v Brentford. None of that has happened yet. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, I think I, I think you were right, Baz. I don't think looking looking at it now, I would change many of my picks. I watched Man United Palace last night. And it didn't really yeah. change anything. You've learned nothing um, from that game. There was lots of changes on both sides. And I say a lot of these games were it's not gonna factor hugely into my handicapping for the weekend. Yeah, I mean everyone was making changes. Even uh I was it the Mansfield Ipswich. Uh, sorry, Mansfield Peterborough game. Mansfield made eight changes, Peterborough made nine changes. Uh, so you're talking League One and League Two teams here. Uh, they're changing the entire team. I was just saying before we started, looking at the prices for Newcastle Man City tonight, and Newcastle's seventeen to ten um, outsiders of the two. Manchester City are six to four favourites. Um, but Pep said in his press conference yesterday that he wasn't going to try one percent. Is what he said yesterday, Baz. Uh, but you're possibly not believing it. I don't have it. No. Pep wants to win everything that's going. He doesn't throw games. Um, every year in this tournament, we're expecting in the early rounds, he's going to rest players and he's going to go a week and, and he doesn't. And I think he will this time, don't get me wrong. I think it will be a weekend team because I, we talked the other day about how that Man City squad isn't as as deep as it once was. And they have got a lot of injuries, a lot of players struggling at the moment. So there will be a bit of rotation. But to say they're not going to try, whichever 11 he puts out, aren't going to try 1%. That's absolute garbage. Um, um, uh, well, I hope he does uh, keep to his word and doesn't try at all. Because uh, it would be good to make it through. Uh, I'm heading out in about an hour. I'm going to go and meet me dad. have a couple of beers. Um, oh, Johnny's here. Look, Johnny Junder. Uh, Johnny is having a very... Johnny's our Canadian friend. Has um, joined us in the comments. Johnny's having a very stressful week following the Toronto Blue Jays. Johnny, there was a photo of you chatting up a girl in a bar last week on Twitter, um, and I need to know the full story of that. So you can either type it in the chat now, or you can, if you can, D- DM me the uh, story you and that girl in the bar. But um, I've been living through the, uh, I've been living the MLB season through through Johnny's Twitter account. 
Uh, so nice to see you, Johnny. Um, and yeah, I think he was uh, trolling Newcastle quite uh, quite a lot recently until our eight 0 win. So yeah, get on Newcastle beat Man City tonight, John. Um, we at the start, guys. We're going to check in first on the Premier League, uh, the Fantasy League. Yeah. Um, because we haven't checked in probably for two weeks now. Um, not that there's anything for me to check in on, Baz. Uh, the, in the in the surely I am 82nd. Uh, my kid is 26th. Uh, so that's disappointing. So I'm a full, how many, what, 56 places behind the 11-year-old son. Um, there is one Penaluna in the top 10, uh, the Dazzler. The Dazzler's sitting in fifth. But Cameron Burke sitting at the top, a hundred point week, Baz. Um, yeah. They're few and far between in FPL. So Cameron Burke, speed skeets, um, top of the table with uh, with one hundred and one points, Barry. He's top of the table with more than one hundred and one points, isn't he? 101 Sorry, one hundred and one points this week, taking uh, him to four eighteen. He's got a nine point lead. Just loading up the league now because there was a couple of people beat him in terms of the um, the game week score. Um, let's just bring the league up. So, where are we? Yeah, game week score. Ewan McClury, friend of mine, actually, uh, got 105. Alistair Hewitt, 103. Cameron Burke and Joe Thompson both got 101. So, four of them broke the 100-point mark. I thought I'd had a really solid week. Saturday started well for me. Um, I had a opinion. I had Foden scored, Salah, uh, Haaland. Started off well, thought I was doing okay. And then Sunday came... And although I had Botman, got me a goal and a clean sheet, a lot of people had Son, Madison, Trippier. Some of them had all of them. Um, and if you had all of them, then you were absolutely flying. So highest score of the week last week was Ewan on 105. He had Trippier and Botman got 30 points between them. He had Gordon for 12 mm-hmm. points. Salah, Saka, Haaland. He had Watkins and Morris both scored. Um, absolutely cracking week for him. Um, so, yeah, what there was some really high scoring. I can't find you. What was that? I'm 41. You, I can't find you. That's not a thing, is Sorry? it? 41. 41. 41. Yeah, so um, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm ticking over. Um, still got my wild card. Not using any of my chips or anything yet. Um, I'm okay with where I am. I've tried to be a little bit different. I didn't want to have the same as everyone else. So I haven't had a Man United player in yet um, where most people started with Salah or Rashford. Some people started with both. I didn't have that and I feel like that worked out okay um, but I've also been a bit stubborn with the Spurs players um, stubborn in terms of keeping Richarlison too long he has gone now um, but stubborn in terms of not getting Madison um, which has been a bit costly and Son's going to be the next one now everyone's going to be wanting to get on to Son um, so I tried to be a bit different I've held on to Eze hoping he would come good and he's probably ran out of time for me now um, I brought in Soberslide to try and be a bit different that's not worked out yet um, but yeah, I've still got two transfers in the bank, so I'll make a couple of changes this weekend. And it might be Chilwell probably out because he seems to be um, a bit hit and miss as to whether he's going to start from week to week. Um, and who else is going to go? I don't know. It might be Eze, or I might just call time on Sobersly already. Um, but yeah, undecided. Well, I made my one change already, Baz. And it, actually, I said to Bob last night, "What change do you think I've made?" And he nailed it. I don't know if you've been watching stuff on YouTube or whatever. Um, but the player coming in was Anthony Gordon um, and it, what, not just a homer player um, A, he's been Newcastle's best player he's amongst the goals he's amongst the assists um, he's cheap and also uh, Harvey Barnes went down injured for Newcastle and you put Gordon in what 5.6 mil it does make yeah. some room if you can take up because Eze was the other one Eze is sitting there at the minute it's six and a half um, if you get Gordon in there um, that makes some room so yeah it was quite a I don't think it's that a popular a play either. He won't be in too many teams. I um, think he will be. The next I, few think, weeks. I, I think there'll be loads piling on him. Yeah. This week, by, by next week, Anthony Gordon's going to be in almost everyone's team. Anyone who's competitive or playing it regularly will will move to him because he is too cheap for someone that we now know is going to be starting every week because Barnes isn't fit. Um, and he's had five returns already in terms of yeah. goals and assists. Um, he's an obvious player. So I don't, I don't think, I think now's a good time. Um, it won't be long before he's priced up at about six million and, and everybody's squad. So might be the time. He was one I looked at. It might be that I get rid of Eze or Sobosly for Gordon because um, it'll give me a bit of a boost financially to possibly get to Son, um, who, who's a bit pricey. Yeah. I ditched, um, I ditched Brian and Bremo on the grounds I was fading Brentford a little bit. 
felt like I was back there by ditching and Wemo. Um, so yeah, we good luck everyone. Crack on with that. Um, nomination Barry for the tit list. All right. Um, we've got to mention this on Sunday night because it came out the Sunday afternoon's games. Now, I don't know if I'm being a little bit harsh. Um, the nomination, Barry, is going to be Bakayo Saka. Um, and what it was, so obviously, he's, he scored the first goal uh, with a massive deflection. It's not like he's bust the net from 20 yards or something. Then he's gone with the old James Madison dark playing celebration. So I kind of get it. Yeah. They're kind of mates. They know each other from England. You're playing your rivals. So he's stolen his celebration. A, I don't think it's brilliant crack. It's not the best crack. It's all right. You know, it's not shit crack, but it's not top class crack either. Then, five minutes later, Madison sends him to the shops down by the corner flag and sets up the equaliser, which point Saka might think, oh shit, I've just been done here. I might wind my neck in a little bit. Anyway, they get a penalty. Saka scores the penalty and he does the same celebration again. And I think if you're doubling up on average crack, he must think that crack's really good to have done it again. It's, but having been conned for the second goal, I'd have just wound me neck in. I'd have thought, oh shit, I got away with that last time. I then costed us the equaliser. I, I might not do it again, but he did it again, Barry. So really, it's the repeat average crack. That's my problem. Uh, where do you stand on that? I mean, I've seen this debate on Twitter this week. Spurs fans getting fought. In my opinion, we're getting fought who chewed up about it because I just thought yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't anything really. It's um, Twitter, though, bad, isn't it? Are, you can't. They are good. You know, they are good friends from England and stuff like that. And it might have been something that was just before the game. Some sort of banter between them. You just don't know, do you? I know. I remember last year. You know, Wilson and Callum Wilson and Miguel Antonio yeah. do a podcast together, don't they? And they've they've had this thing where if they celebrate, you know, they'll always go and do something to wind the other one up or whatever. Um, and I don't know if it was anything like that. It didn't bother me. I, I get your point though about them doing. That's how many times did Wilson do it? I, I don't know. I mean, once the answer. This is me. Me like, main issue. Me main issue is the second occasion. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair enough because I think once is is okay. I didn't. It wouldn't have bothered me. And I don't. It's like if tell a joke. If I did a joke here and you didn't get it, like if you have to explain the joke or explain the line or whatever, then it's clearly not. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, so it's up to you, Barry. You've got the casting. It's my suggestion. You've got the casting. Well, we've got two empty slots, but if you want to give him a pass, you can give him a pass. No, I. I'm, I'll give you it on the basis that there are two empty slots. I think it would be very difficult to knock someone right. off the list for this offence. Uh, but at the moment, we are still filling the list. So um, the okay. bar is set lower at this point. Um, it wouldn't have been someone I would nominate, like, but I'm not going to... Um, I'm going to abstain, which means he goes... He's going to abstain. All right, well, he's on. I've written him down now. He's, so, um, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's on. That, that's fine. Uh, as I say, I, I, I take your point on board about the second offence. That was a little bit just that. I haven't given away the second goal. He did get absolutely skinned alive, didn't he? By that player? I don't know. Like, I just, I'd have, uh, like I say, I'd have just toned it down a little bit. Um, it's, a, it's a good one. I, you know, never crossed my right, mind. Okay. So he's he's made the list. So what, so what we're saying is, once we get the, once the tip list is full and we're looking for replacements, Saka might be first off. He might, yeah. uh, it may not be on there forever, but he can he can take a place on the end of the bench while uh, while we're filling the list. So okay, one slot left. Then maybe, just maybe, we'll fill it up this weekend. Um, we're going to make some picks before we um, make some picks. I know you'll have some some other stuff to do before that anyway. Um, reviews. Let's get them in early this week. Um, keep giving the spot. We've had a few more on Spotify. We're pushing towards uh, the hundred review mark on Spotify now. That's the next goal. Got seventy odd, I think. So more reviews on Spotify. It literally takes a second. It's just a five star. You don't have to type anything or put any words or anything on Spotify. Uh, but Apple, the Apple one's good if you can give us a few nice words because that does um, does get seen by people who pay us <laughs> and. Um, the other thing, keep following us on all the socials. Uh, TikTok still be going live on the Saturday before the games and having a little bit crack on a Saturday. And the other thing is we've had some 
we're growing. We're getting more listeners. We're getting more people subscribing, more people on the YouTube, and getting more feedback. Um, we're getting lots of positive feedback, but also some like constructive stuff, which has been really good. This week, I've been told we need timestamps on the YouTube um, by two individuals, um, and just to say, really, we will always take it on board. Um, it's, it's important to remember we're only been going less than a year. Um, neither of us were experts on social media, YouTube, streaming, any of that. <laughs> So we are learning as we go. And if anyone has got any feedback like that, it's always received well. Um, so, yeah, appreciate anyone who has shouted out to us. You know, people have told us, oh, improve your thumbnails on YouTube, get timestamps on. There's other things. And we will, you know, we'll take on board everything. So keep doing it because we're trying to get better. Um, but we are learning as we go. So it is much appreciated. What's your system for the timestamps tonight, Barry? Are you going to write them down on a bit of paper? No, I'm going to go back and... Oh yeah, yeah. nothing. Surely it's easier to do it now, isn't it? It could be, Malcolm. I was just going to guess. I was going to take it over or under how many you forgot at the end of the show. How many out of ten you had written down? I'll take that. Missed the the time of the FPL segment. The time for (laughs) well, that's not a but. No one wants to listen to that. It's the ten games over or under. It might be an idea. I'll I'll scribble them down. Uh, under seven and a half I think you'll do alright but I think you'll get a bit in the middle I think you'll 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 waver a bit in the middle you'll lose a a few like game six seven and eight I'd take the under all day long (laughs) definitely under Um, Brian joined in the chat to get his loyalty points he's disappeared off he popped in to say hi Uh, so we've stamped your card Brian and Serial good morning Serial I've been enjoying Serial um Calling into Sean and Ryan's show, talking cowboys. Um, he was flexing on on Ryan a couple of weeks ago, but he wasn't so pleased with himself. He was very, uh, what's the words, auspicious in his uh, non-appearance on Sunday night after the cowboys got beat off Arizona. Uh, Captain Sano as well. Good evening. How are you? Um, it's probably morning, isn't it, uh, for the old American people? But nice and early. Okay, we'll make some picks, Baz. I'll tell you first about game time. I'm going to timestamp this, Baz, because we have to do that. What's that, 18 minutes? Write that down. Um, getting tickets. Shouldn't be stressful game time. Uh, sorting that out for you. Um, by getting tickets for things like uh, sports, music, comedy, and theatre. Uh, killer deals. On last-minute tickets. Um, they've got flash deals. You can uh, get the seat view, so you can see exactly where you're going to be. Um, so you can forget planning months in advance. Game time, they've got the deals that you need for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre. And the game time guarantee uh, means they'll credit you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and rule for less. So you get the tickets in a matter of seconds, get them sent straight to your wallet. Bish, bash, bosh, you're in business. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Same supply, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time Today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy, um, the great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. From now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% first deposit up to $500. to $100,000 Sundays. Continuing on Underdog Fantasy, two million in prizes. That's one hundred k in prizes to uh, ten people winning ten k this week. Um, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website using UnderdogFantasy.com. And the first deposit is up to five hundred dollars um, using the promo code SGPN. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Serial asking, uh, oh, Captain Cedo mentioned in the Fantasy Football League. Well, for the first time in a couple of weeks, uh, Captain, you just missed it. But yes, you are ahead of me. Um, that's not a, anything to be proud of, though. I regularly will tell you how terrible I am at this. Um, right, Baz. Saturday lunchtime. So we've got no Friday night game again. Saturday at 12.30, which is 7.30 Eastern time. Aston Villa against Brighton. Good looking game, this, to start the weekend with. Um, Villa are 13-9, plus 145. The draw's 11-4, and Brighton are 23-14, plus 160, uh, 165 roundabouts. So not much between them on the books. Um, Aston Villa 
have um, won the last couple. They had a good win at Chelsea. Um, and I think the clean sheet was important for Villa. Um, although, I say, watching matches, Simmons pointed this out to me. Did they persist into that mad high line again uh, that Newcastle absolutely caught them out with? Liverpool caught them out with it as well. Um, and then Chelsea just couldn't finish. But Sterling and Jackson did get in on several occasions. Um, and Villa have only played two home games uh, so far this season out of their six. They won 4-0 and 3-1 um, against Everton and Crystal Palace. Uh, in those two home games, they've scored 12 goals in the six league games so far. Uh, Brighton are flying, 1-5, lost one. They've scored 18 goals so far. Um, only had two games on the road so far. Brighton have scored seven goals in those two away games. And both teams to score has hit in every single one of the Brighton games. It just screams goals, Baz. However, it's priced accordingly, like you'd expect. Um, so I was trying to find an angle in. Eventually got one. Um, and I'm going to take the first half goals, Baz. Over one and a half, first half goals is 15 to 13. So plus 115 is a nice price here. This looks like there should be goals regularly, uh, often in this game. Could be a 3-2, it could be a 3-3, anything could happen. Um, over one and a half, first half goals, Baz, please. Yeah, so I found a slightly different angle, but you know, similar sort of idea. I mean, the first thing standing out for me is, is the Villa... Home record, they've played three at home this season, if you include the Europa League. And they scored 10 goals in their three wins at home. So two Premier League wins have been Everton 4-0, Palace 3-1. If you go back further, they've actually won the last nine Premier League home games in a row. Scored 22 goals in those nine games. And that includes a win over Brighton on the last day of the season last year as well. So they have beaten Brighton here recently. Uh, and that took me to the head-to-head record. Villa have won four and drawn one of the last five meetings between these sides, so they seem to have the edge over Brighton in recent seasons. Um, so I was tempted with Villa. I, I like the Villa side of it. But I, I have been impressed by Brighton so far. You, you know, you can't fail to beat. I mean, no goals every week are, are nailed on in their game. So I've went for a pick that favours Villa, but also covers that goals angle. So I've went for Villa team goals. I've got Villa to score two or more at four to five, so minus 125. Villa have scored two or more goals in eight of the last 10 games in the Premier League. Um, so there's plenty form for them getting two or more. And there's plenty form for Brighton conceding goals. They concede goals every week. Um, but yeah, the Villa play, Villa goals worked for me because, you know, it still lands if we end up with a 2-2 or Brighton win. Four to five, slight, slightly yeah. under um, evens. But um, yeah, I, I, like, I like Villa here. I, I do, but I'm not strong enough to back them at the price just because Brighton have been in such scintillating form lately. Um, this yeah. game for me is one of those classic examples of you kind of know how to handicap it. Or really, it handicaps itself. But you've got to then make the right pick because there's loads of stuff you could have gone. So we're all, we're both exactly on the same page here. Would have come down with two different picks because, like I say, this could be unless it's a complete fluke, nil nil or whatever. But it's hard to take a side. Um, but you do fancy goals. So where do you go? This could be nil nil half time, and I look like a fool, and it's still could finish three two. So you you need that little bit of uh, look about it. This is a great example of those games that we often talk about where handicapping it is not just enough. Then you've then got to get the get the right pick in there as well, but Yeah. Next up, three o'clock kickoffs. There's loads of these on Saturday. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's uh, old school. Uh, the first of which is Bournemouth against Arsenal. Um, this is it's time for my line movement report of the week, Baz, that we've just introduced to the show. So I had a look at these games on Monday afternoon, or maybe it's yesterday, can't remember. Um, Bournemouth were five to one, and now seventeen to four plus four twenty-five. Bournemouth nipped in, Baz. The draw is seven to two. That's shortened up by a quarter of a point. And Arsenal were eleven to twenty-five minus two twenty-seven, and now one to two minus two hundred. And that can only be on the news that I think Saka's possibly going to be um, missing yeah, through yeah. injury. They expect Saka to miss out tonight against Brentford. Um, it was said he would, he should be back by Saturday, but obviously that means there is a slight doubt. Um, 
Yeah, Bournemouth come into this one still winless. They've lost games against Brighton, Liverpool and Spurs. Drawn against Chelsea, Brentford, West Ham. And I just think we haven't quite seen any of the chaos that we were told to expect from Ayriola. Um and Bournemouth have pretty much started the season just like they ended last season. Nothing really um to get excited about for them at this point. And it doesn't get any easier here with Arsenal still unbeaten, four wins, two draws. Um, Arsenal have also won the last three meetings between the two sides. We had that thriller last season, didn't we? The 3-2. Bournemouth went 2-0 up. Arsenal come back to win it in the 97th minute with that Reese yeah. Nelson goal. Um, the away leg. So Arsenal are away this time. The away leg last season, they won with a bit more ease. They were 2-0 up inside 10 minutes and finished 3-0 winners in that one last year. So my question was, can Arsenal do the same and get a comfortable win here this time? I mean, I've, I've talked a bit this season about how Arsenal's wins have been by a narrow margin. Um, one goal wins against Everton, Forest, Palace. Um, they did have a convincing win against PSV in the Champions League recently. And they had that two goal win against Man United, albeit that came very late in the game. Um, but I haven't seen anything from Bournemouth yet to suggest they're going to cause any major problems here for Arsenal. I think Arsenal will win. And the pick for me was Arsenal on the Asian handicap. So it's minus one on the Asian handicap at five to six, minus one twenty. I just I wanted to be a bit bolder with Arsenal and, and think about possibly a minus one and a half or Arsenal to score three goals. Um but you've got to go back eight games since eight eight games since Arsenal last scored three goals away from home. Um, and that put a little bit of a doubt in my mind. So I wasn't bold enough to take them minus one and a half or to score three or more. But Arsenal minus one on the Asian handicap, five to six. So that's a push if they win by one. But I think they will win by two, but this will keep the two nil on my side. Whereas if I'd backed Arsenal team goals, I wouldn't have had that. Uh, yeah, so the pick for me, Bournemouth v Arsenal. Arsenal minus one Asian handicap at five to six. Uh, very similar to that Villa-Brighton game, Baz. We've handicapped it the same and come back with slightly different ways of, of making your bet. Um, Bournemouth, drawn three, lost three. Uh, they've drawn two of the home games. They have failed to score twice at all. Um, in the six games, three unders and three overs, so no real patterns there. And Arsenal still haven't hit the heights. Um, they've won four and drawn two, but they scored 11 and conceded six. Um, they haven't been putting distance between themselves. The odds, I just think we're a little bit lopsided on the goals, Margaret. All three of Bournemouth's home games have gone under two and a half. Um, they had a 1-1 v West Ham, they had a 0-2 v Tottenham, and they had a 0-0 v Chelsea. Um, I think Arsenal win. I think Arsenal win comfortably, Baz. My bet wins for you as well. And the under two and a half is a, just a huge price. The prices are wrong. It's six to four, Baz. It's plus 150. Um, I think Arsenal can hold them at arm's length, win the game 2-0. Uh, so you cash your money. Serial can have his uh, Arsenal to score in both halves and I'll cash my under two and a half. So two nil up, win to Arsenal and everybody is in the winner's circle, Baz. Uh, three o'clock. Um, kick off if this was in the back garden. I would shut the curtains. It's Everton against Luton. Um, Everton are four to seven, minus 175. The draw is 14 to five, plus 280. And Luton Town are five to one. Um, Everton won last week. I do not want anything to do with them still at uh, four to seven. Uh, that would be insane. If they show me a couple more times that they're doing a bit more, they're playing a bit more football, uh, looking a little bit better, um, then I'll happily take them. But until then, not interested at all. The obvious difference, I think, or the, the difference maker for Everton, is going to be uh, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, he came on and got a goal. They were winning before that. Um but if he can stay fit, he's going to give them a little chance. Luton, weren't, I'm not even tempted with Luton at five to one. Like you, you'd, you'd normally look, if you see, you see a team go to Everton at five to one, you'd try and get involved. But Luton just don't look like winning, don't look like beating anyone. Um, they lost one nil last night at Exeter City in the cup. Um, they had made, they didn't make ten changes, but that just kind of shows you that what they're working with and. I thought last week against Wolves in the first half an hour, that was as good as you can expect from Luton. It was horrible to watch. The crowd were up. Uh, the pitch was mangy. They were banging balls into the box. They got in behind them loads. Wolves were shit. And Luton still... And then Wolves had a man sent off after half an hour. And Luton still couldn't beat them. It finished 1-1 with a 
awful, awful penalty decision. Um, so even though they put a, a good performance, like I say, I can't think of beating anyone. I'm quite happy to put a little line through Everton scoring three goals last week. It's just not going to happen. Neither of these teams are capable of scoring a goal, but we have seen Luton capable of competing and keeping it tight. Um, the under two and a half, It's this is going to be the most popular pick this week. Um, under two and a half, it's four to five, minus 120. Everton might nick a 1-0, and Luton might equalise later on and might finish one all, but that's it. Go on, Baz. I'll... Uh... <laughs> I've gone uh, a completely different way to Malcolm here. I mean, first things first, exactly the same as Malcolm. I can't have Evan. Evan is four to seven. Um, just ridiculous. I don't know. Similar to what I said about Chelsea being a similar price last week. Uh, can't have Evan at that price. They've lost six of the last seven home games, Evan. They've lost all three of the home games this season. They've lost by one goal to nil. I get why they're favourites. Luton are, are currently seen as them, you know, by most as certainties to go down. And Everton might win it, um, and probably should win it, coming off the back of a good result last week. But four to seven, I can't encourage anyone at that price. Um, so where do you go for a bet? I went in the complete opposite direction of where Malcolm's went. Um, I was a bit torn. I looked at Luton as well, same as you, five to one. You sort of want to try and make a case for them. Um, but I struggled with that. Um the home form for Everton all points to low scoring as well. It all goes your way. Three games so far this season, there's been three total goals. Um, but just looking at some of the overall form for Everton more recently, there was the 3-1 last week. As you say, that's possibly a bit of a freak. But then it's only the other week, two weeks ago, they, they played Sheffield United and, and played out at 2-2. So two examples of games involving Everton where there was plenty of chances at both ends. Um Everton are actually really high up the charts for chances created this season. Despite the fact they're not scoring many goals, they are creating them. I have talked about how that can be a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it. But I think they've looked slightly better in recent weeks with, with Beto in place now and, and Calvert-Lewin coming back. Um, some glimmers of hope for Everton. I'm just going to book the trend of, of Everton low-scoring games. As I say, a recent run of 1-0s at Everton in, in their home games. But I'm going for over two and a half. I just think it evens. Um, it offered better value for me. What price are you getting for, for your unders, Malcolm? Four to five. Yeah, I'll take the evens for the overs. So, that yeah, pick might... for me. Everton v Luton, over two and a half goals at evens. Possibly, Baz, the worst pick you've ever made. Uh, so, yeah. Last time you said that, it won. So, I'm, I'm okay with Did that. It? What was that? One <laughs> I can't remember you just saying anything Moonaf I think Moonaf's had not much sleep because he's uh, he's gone berserk in the comments he's just he's done nothing but troll me for about three weeks solid bass I'm sick of him um, we move on we make some more picks I'll tell you first about VSIN um, sign up now and save 40% off football season special using the promo code SGP uh, that is in VSIN that's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe promo code SGP and the reason you need to go and do this is that Sean and Ryan uh, are in a bit of a contest going head to head with other VSIN shows uh, to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winner gets a grand, $1,000, uh, a Super Bowl future bet. Um, and Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize. So get involved. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code SGP to sign up. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vsin to submit your proof of purchase and if they win you'll get a vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on if it is you'll get an equal piece of the action go to vcin.com slash subscribe use the code promo code SGP and then submit that at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vcin uh, Hall of Fame bets as well uh, finally helping you with bigger or better um, parlays this year on NFL season uh, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines helping you research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. The Hall of Fame bets uh, parlay optimizer tool is a beauty. You'll get things like um, hit rates broken down by a leg, expected probabilities for your entire parlay. You can sort players out by hit rate. Um, all of this will stop you betting in the dark. You can join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrefbets.com. 
Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay. Next up is, we carry on three o'clock on Saturday, Manchester United against Crystal Palace. Man United are four to seven, minus 175. The draw is 16 to five, plus 320. Palace are nine to two, plus 450. Uh, we saw this game in the League Cup last night. Manchester United cruised to a 3 0 win. Um, does that hold any sway for you here, Baz? Uh, no. Uh, first line I've wrote here, as we saw this one last night, um, albeit with some very different looking lineups. So, not a game that gives us any pointers for me. I haven't really taken any notice of it. I mean, again, the starting point here is is that price for Man United, 4-7. to seven. And again, it's not one I'm a fan of. I think they're a bit shorter than they should be, given how they've played so far this season. Um, but but it is a hard game to handicap this one, because I just don't know what to make of Palace this season. Six games, two wins, two draws, two losses. Um, four of the six had less than three goals, so, so leans towards the unders there. The two wins came against strugglers, Wolves and Sheffield United. Uh, so they haven't beaten anyone decent yet. And, and, and the defeats, again, come against two of the better performance sides, Villa and Arsenal. So I'm just really not sure where I sit with Palace. Um, and I think Man United should win this, and, and they should win it because of their home record. Uh, they eventually lost one the other week at Old Trafford. They lost 3-1 to Brighton. That was their first home defeat in over a year. Uh, Real Sociedad were the last team to beat them at Old Trafford before that one. And if you were looking at the Premier League, they hadn't lost at Old Trafford since August last year when Brighton last beat them. Um, so over 12 months in the Premier League, they went without a defeat. Brighton have turned that round. Um, but you can't overlook the fact that the home form is really, really solid. Um, I just can't find any reason here to take a punt on Palace. They, they don't win many on the road. They've just four away wins last season. And they've got the one against Sheffield United so far this season. Uh, it's another Asian handicap pick for me, very similar to how I've went for Arsenal. I think Man United will win, but it's another one where I'm just not massively confident about them going and winning 2-0, 3-0, all of this. So I've took them on the Asian handicap. Man United minus one on the Asian handicap at evens. So again, I need Man United to win by two or more to cash that one. It's a push if we get a one-goal win. I think Man United will win, and I think it's quite a, a safe play, but I just wasn't confident enough in Man United to go any bolder than that. But at even money, plus 100, I'm happy with that. So yeah, pick for me, Man United v Palace, Man U, Asian handicap, minus one, evens. Yeah, similar, Baz. I, like, I think Man United will win. It was then just trying to find something uh, that was appropriate. I've done something that makes me feel really dirty, Baz, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, about the game, I want about this bet, Not nothing under the desk or anything. Um, yeah, Man United are hard to trust. They won at Burnley last week, but they weren't very good when they were Diddy. Um, Palace disappointed last week at home to Fulham. I mean, Palace should just be in the most Palace ever. One, two, drawn two, lost two. Uh, sitting in 10th. That tells you everything. They're, they're always in 10th. They'll never move from 10th. They'll win one, draw one, and lose one. Um, they're just rolling up the same old ball and line up every night. And again, it was RU, uh, that big Lummox Mateta up top. Um, Eze is the only one who could make a difference. He was benched last night, so he might be able to come in. Um, Man United aren't scoring tons either. Uh, they've only scored seven in six. I initially, Baz, took the under two and a half at 11 to 10. However, I still think, man, you don't, they don't really look like keeping many clean sheets, which is weird because they've just kept two in a row. However, they were... Didn't deserve a clean sheet against Burnley and Palace didn't try last night. They'll try a bit more at the weekend and they'll have Eze playing. You definitely need a Lise back. I've copped out here, Baz, and I've took the bet that I hate taking because people just take it as a cop out. However, but what people do with this bet is, I'm trying to, I think I'm justifying this to myself more than anybody else. Um, if people are just guessing, they want to take a team to win, but the odds are too short to throw this shit on the end just to, just to boost it up. But I don't think there's any goals in this game, Baz. It's just that extra one. So my pick is Manchester United to win <laughs> in under four goals. Now, so I won't give that out very often, Baz, because I think it's a cheat. But what the three score lines this is going to finish is 1-0, 2-0 or 2-1. There are your three options. But the 2-1 buggers me up if Palace can join in. Um, the 2-1 is a worry. So that is the reason that I'll very occasionally... 
and it is with legitimate reason throughout that bet. I won't just throw out, I think Man City will win, so I'll throw in Man City in under eight, bloody minus 300 or something. Uh, so yeah, that's legit. Uh, move on to the three o'clocks. Um, still, sorry, at the three o'clocks. Newcastle United um, take on Burnley. Newcastle are one to three, minus 300. The draw is four to one, and Burnley are nine to one. Um, obviously, a lot of this um, is apropos of Newcastle taking on Manchester City tonight in the League Cup. Um, but yeah, Newcastle have had a good week or a good 10 days, a good week and a half, really. Um, they've got a, three, three clean sheets. The, the clean sheet in Milan in the Champions League. Uh, they had the 1-0 against Brentford and then obviously Sheffield United is at the weekend 8-0. Um, that 8-0 is ridiculously hard to assess. Um, just because Sheffield United was so bad, we hadn't seen that at all. Um, it isn't two picks, Serial. It's one pick. There's only two outright. What defines two picks is that there's two outcomes. How many outcomes is there in my pick? One. I'm either winning or I'm losing. No one's pushing. There's no pushing going on. Fucking hell, I'm getting pelters here in the comments. Um, what are we talking about, Newcastle? Yeah. So... Yeah, Sheffield United never looked like throwing that performance in. This was a team that were 1-0 up at Tottenham through 100 minutes. They were 1-1 against Manchester City through 85 minutes. Um, and then we went and beat them 8-0 and they were absolutely terrible. They were miles away. Um, so yeah, that, it's hard to assess that, that Newcastle. We did say that Newcastle didn't look like battering any teams. Now we've played six games this season. We've had a 5-1 and an 8-0. Um, so if you want to keep throwing in Newcastle ladders, then I wouldn't put you off because it is something that this Newcastle team seem capable of. They did it a load of times um, last season. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an option. Burnley played okay again against Man United, um, but still, uh, they're stuck on one point, however. They've only scored four goals. Only played one away game so far due to that Luton Town silliness. Uh, so they've only played one away game, which was at Forest, they got a point. One to three on Newcastle is very, very short. We've got a tough game tonight. The knackered. I'm going to take Burnley to keep it close, which might seem mad on the back of a, a game where you've won eight nothing. Um, Newcastle beat Brentford at home one nil in the last game, in the last home league game, um, and it could be the same again. Yeah, maybe a two one win. Burnley plus one and a half on the Asian handicap is even money, but yeah, I'm not. This this was probably the hardest one on a slate for me. I didn't really know where to start with it because I do feel like Newcastle have turned the corner and there's definitely a clear swing in the fixtures now. We had a tough start in terms of the games we had. But then we've come through Brentford, Sheffield United and now we've got three or, three or four sort of winnable fixtures coming up now. Um, like you, I don't want to get too carried away with last week because it was a freak result. We played well. Um but Sheffield United just gave up. Sheffield United absolutely packed in in that one. Um, so will it be another free-flowing display like last week or will it be a bit more like the Brentford game where we really didn't play great but ground out the result? Um, I'd take either three points will do me, however we get them. But um, I, I, I'm still, I still think there's some positive signs in recent games from Burnley. I said last week, I still think Burnley will be okay. I do worry a little bit about where the goals are coming from for them. I do seem to lack that sort of clinical front man who's going to get them 12, 15 goals a season, which might help keep them up. But um, it, it might come. As I say, they have had a tough run as well. But where do you go for a bet? Because as you say, Newcastle at 1-3 just makes things tricky. Um, goals are priced very short as well. Over 2.5 is 8-15 to 15 or something. But I have gone for goals, but I've gone towards first-half goals. Um, and it's really because I'm, I, I really struggle to find anything that I was... You know, massively strongly drawn to in this game. Um, I'm playing on the assumption Newcastle will be buoyed by that last win, big win last week. Um, hopefully, buoyed by another big win tonight against Man City. See how that one goes. But yeah, this is one where I've, I've really had to force a pick and find something at a decent price. Um, over 1.5 first half goals, six to four Newcastle okay. v Burnley. Um, so that that's the pick for me. I th I think. Burnley could get a goal here. I, I think it could be closer than people might expect. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the pick Newcastle Burnley over one and a half first half goals six to four plus one fifty. 
Okay, we carry on at three o'clock with West Ham against Sheffield United. West Ham are one to two, minus 200. The draw is Burlington and Birdie, 130, plus 333. Sheffield United is 11 to two, plus 550, Um, Where are we? West Ham, Sheffield United. West Ham, Sheffield United, yeah. You know what I said? It. You, know what's, you know what's happened there, don't you? Have you forgotten to write the timestamp down? In the timestamp, that one. Is that your first one? I was doing well as well. I've I've got it. I told you. Ten the, seconds. The middle part of the show made is when it was going to go wrong. Okay, up to that point, you rushed into this one. Uh, <laughs> right, West Ham odds on favourites, um, and I've got here. These are probably an odds on favourite that I don't mind this week. I want two West Ham minus two hundred, um, and I look at it thinking, would you rather have West Ham on your accumulator one or two, or Everton to beat Luton at a similar price? Yeah, definitely be more in line with with West Ham. So there there are some teams favourites where I think yeah I, I don't mind that. And a one to two West Ham would be in, in accumulators for me this week. Uh, West Ham, you know, got off to a flyer ten points from the first four games before back to back three one defeats to Liverpool and Man City. Um, they've scored in all six of the games. They've also conceded in all six of the games. You know what that means, Malcolm, don't you? Both teams to score in all six games. Um, The last five have all gone over two and a half goals. Astonishingly, Malcolm, they've had four 3-1 scorelines so far this season in the Premier League. And if you include their 3-1 win over TSC in the Europa League, that's five out of seven games this season for them have finished 3-1 in one way or another. Um, Sheffield United, just a single point to the name. No clean sheets for Sheffield United. They absolutely capitulated last week against Newcastle. I like West Ham here. I think the home form is good. I'm going to take West Ham to win on the handicap, and this is one where I am happy to take it for by a full two goals. So West Ham minus one point five at five to four, and given that recent form for the scoreline of three one in West Ham games, I'm going to have a bit of West Ham to win three one at twelve to one. Uh, love that, Baz. I didn't know that. I mean, I've got the the. The goals angle was was my handicap as well. Over two and a half times five, uh, both teams to score times six for West Ham. Um, Sheffield United will need to respond. Like I said, that performance just came out of nowhere, though. Um, they've played uh, they played two away games. They have scored in both. Um, so I just voted with my feet here to carry on. I looked at the over two and a half. I looked at the both teams to score trend. And the both teams to score was a bigger price. So four to five um, is minus 120. There is a, a, a lovely angle in here. Um, and I saw this before the Newcastle game last week. Said that Sheffield United can't defend set pieces. Uh, so if you want to... It, it was with reference to FPL. It was get Newcastle players in. It was get Trippier in. Botman, Burn set pieces. Um, what happened last week was Trippier picked up three assists. Burn scored. Botman scored. Your two centre-backs scored. Um, so you can obviously apply that uh, to having a little bet because West Ham aren't bad uh, from a set piece they've got James Ward-Prowse in the team who um, takes the best set piece in the in the league probably uh, James Ward-Prowse assists Baz over half an assist well go on I'll guess a price 2-1 to 5-2 to two, not bad you're a shrewd man uh, so yeah plus 2-50 um, for over half an assist for James Ward-Prowse. And then I just looked at um, the three centre-backs. So I'll look at the team news. Um, Kurt Zuma is 20-1, to 13-2 uh, any time. Um, Aguard is 22-1, to 8-1 any time. And Ogbonna, I'm not sure he'll start, 33-1, to 12-1 any time. So when one of those crashes a header in, uh, in that game from a James Ward-Prowse corner, Baz, we can all get in the queue. So your uh, main pick here is, is Ward Prowse assist, is that right? No. Both teams to score, Baz, four to five. Both teams to score. So you've got five picks. Yeah, is that right? One, two, <laughs> no, seven, if you because I've got the any time picks for those three players, Baz. Yeah, yeah. So eight picks, sorry. Yeah, I six players. Both to score. Ward Prowse assist. And then Ogbonna, Zuma, and Agred all to score first and at any time, yeah. Oh, and any time, yeah, get it. Oh, I love that James Ward-Prowse pick, though. Um, yes. Five two looked an absolute great price. I would get on that now. Um, absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, 
The final three o'clock, Wolves take on Manchester City. Wolves are seven to one. The draws nine to two. Man City are one to three, minus three hundred. Um, Wolves were terrible last week against Luton. I can't keep saying it. I thought they were awful. They had done okay before that um, in spells. They had a poor result against Ipswich Town last night. We talked about Gary O'Neill and the, on the AFL Cup show. Uh, Wolves Ipswich is one of the games we went for. I took the over one and a half goals. Uh, sorry, over two and a half goals, cashed it inside 25 minutes. Um, Gary O'Neill really wanted a win. Um, they went 2 0 up after 20 minutes, were flying, and then managed to get beat 3 2 off a very good Ipswich team. Um, so it's hard to know what Wolves are up to at the moment. Manchester City are absolutely rolling six from six. Uh, the Armisen Rodri, who's probably been in the best, probably been their most important player actually uh, for a long time. I was surprised at how big a price City are here. Um, you said before about West Ham and Everton being the same price. Newcastle and Man City are the same price. Um, and I would definitely want Manchester City. Um, four of their six wins have been by over one and a half goals. Samuel's just put it up in the chat. Completely agree. Manchester City, minus one and a half. It's 10 to 11 bars, minus 110. I mean, every week, they play this game every week and Man City will beat them three or four nil, three or four one. Every single week, no problem. Um, good bet. Yeah, like it. I mean, I, I took Wolves last night in the EFL Cup. I thought they'd beat Ipswich. I got very fortunate because bet 365. You got paid out. 2-0 early payout. So I was paid out very early in the first half and, and it didn't bother me. But obviously, can't claim that as a winning pick for the podcast because it lost to anyone that didn't bet 365. Uh, see this every week, Malcolm, don't we? It's one of the best offers around if you're betting on the football. If you can't yep. bet with 365 because they're competitive in the, their odds anyway. Um, th- those 2 nil ups have, have saved us a few times. I mean, that Forest game, you think Forest were a massive price against Man United. Uh, 2 nil yep. up would be 3 2. If you backed them a bet 365, you got paid out. Um, yeah, things are looking bleak for Wolves. Just the one win versus Everton, four defeats, and then and then a draw v Luton last week, uh, and as we say, the, the blew it last night later on. Um, there's not much not much to say. I, I don't need to go into it much more than you already have. Six wins from six for City. Three of those games were away from home, and they scored two against Sheffield United, three past Burnley, uh, three past West Ham. And Wolves have conceded three or more four times already this season, including three of the last four games. Ipswich, Liverpool, Palace all managed to put three goals past Wolves. So the pick for me, along the same sort of lines and expecting a similar sort of scoreline, is Man City to score three or more at 11 to 10. So plus 110, I'm getting plus money. I'm getting 11 to 10, slightly bigger odds than you, um, but I'm taking out the 2-0 out of the equation. Uh, yeah, so give me Man City to score three or more goals against Wolves at 11 to 10. Uh, tea time on Saturday is um, a really good looking game. Tottenham Hotspur take on Liverpool. Spurs are 15 to 8 plus 187. The draw is 3 to 1. Liverpool are the jollies here, 15 to 13 plus 115. Baz, good game this. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Game of the week, you'd probably have to say, looking at the fixtures. Um, I look forward to it because one of them has to drop points, which is always a bonus, as they should be <laughs> teams competing at the top end of the table. Um, Spurs have still scored two or more in every game. Liverpool have yet to concede two or more in any game. So something's got to give between the two of them. Um, so Liverpool have only got one clean sheet, though. So... <laughs> They've, so they've conceded in five of the six games and every single one of them has come in the first half. Um, so I'm going exactly, no big analysis on this one, exactly where I went last week on the Liverpool game and that was West Ham to score in the first half because every goal they've conceded this season has come in the first half and only one game this season they haven't conceded in the first half. If you look at the European, include the European game, they conceded first there as well in the first half. So six of seven games this season, they have conceded in the first half. I think they're yet to concede a second half goal. So Spurs to score in the first half is five to six, minus one twenty. It's a decent price for me. Spurs are scoring well, as we know, they've scored at least two in every game. They've scored in the first half four times already this season out of six. And as I say, the Liverpool side of the bet, you know, we're seeing them conceding in the first half just about every week. So quite a straightforward one for me, as I said. It landed for me last week with West Ham. So Spurs v Liverpool, Spurs to score in the first half at five to six. 
Yeah, Tottenham were delighted with that draw at Arsenal last week and have now won four and drawn two. Uh, Liverpool beat West Ham, but they were wide open again, um, conceding plenty, plenty chances and just relying on having world-class strikers uh, to get them out with the shit. I'm not sure how sustainable that is. I think the prices are a bit wrong, yeah? I've only got four picks written down for this one, Baz. Um, I had to narrow it down. There was loads of stuff I loved, yeah? And they're all a lot of the things that you threw out. Um, I think Tottenham... Very, very live. I think they're far too big, in fact, at 15 to 8, plus 187. Um, but I do think something to do with goals is safer. Um, first half goals is uh, over one and a half. It's even money. Both teams to score in the first half is 9 to 4, plus 225. However, the official play, Baz, is the Tottenham team total. I think what have they scored? 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, and 5. Um in the six games. Liverpool can't defend. Uh, Tottenham to score over one and a half goals is um, five to six. So again, we're, we're all dancing around the same thing here, but we've, we've picked two different ways of skinning the same cat. Uh, I'll take the Tottenham team total, five to six, minus 120. Yeah, um, so as I say, I think, I said at the beginning there, Liverpool haven't conceded two yet, so something's got to give in those two stats. But if I had to pick one way or the other, I, I think I would go with the Spurs getting the two goals rather than Liverpool not conceding two again. So, I, yeah, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, move across to Sunday. There's only one game on Sunday. Um, the two o'clock kickoff, which is a 9am Eastern first, uh, not first pitch, kickoff between Nottingham Forest and Brentford. Uh, Forest are 7-4, plus 175. The draw is 21-10, plus 210. Brentford are 17-10. Uh, plus 170. Could you get a more mid-table game than this, Baz? It's 12th versus 13th. Both teams have nine points each. Forest have been disappointed at home. They squeaked past Sheffield United with a late Chris Wood goal 2-1. Um, they made hard work of a one-all draw against Burnley. Um, Brentford were not hugely impressed with, but they do remain hard to beat. Um, obviously, throwing a bit of a shocker. Um, last week. This just, Baz, looks like the most obvious draw. This I didn't have to handicap this for more than like 45 seconds. It just looks like a draw. Um, the draw is 17 to 10. And very, very obviously, Baz, also looks like... It's Malcolm's a goal. It's a 1-1 one, one draw of the week, Baz. Do you like the uh, funky keyboards or organ that's been put under the uh, thing? Oh, we've got a great, up, great up, uh, upgrade on the jingle there. Good effort from Pat. Uh, yeah, Pat has been on his uh, Bon Tempe organ and throwing a bit of uh, background on there. So, yeah, it's the incredibly obvious 1-1 one, one of the week, Baz. 11-2 plus 5.50 for the 1-1. One, one. But we'll take the draw at 21-10, Baz. Yeah, it's a shame you've wasted the 1-1 one, one of the week on this game, Malcolm. Cause, uh, oh, is there another one coming up? No, no, I haven't got a 1-1 one, one of the week, but I just haven't got this down as a draw. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I, I thought Forrest are a good price here for, for a home team. I mean, we've, uh, we've talked a bit about how out of sorts Brentford are at the moment. As you say, they are hard to beat uh, and they don't win many, so I can see why, why a draw does appeal. Um, I just don't think Brentford have... You know, they've only won one game and they haven't had a particularly difficult set of fixtures to start the season. Whereas Forrest, on the other hand, have had a very tricky start. They've had to go away to Chelsea, Man City, Man United and Arsenal. And, and they've lost three of those games. Um, but they've had some of the worst fixtures out of the way early. So the rest of the season clears up for them a bit. They're unbeaten in the last five home games across this season and last four wins and one draw. Um and I think the fixtures open up for them a bit now, Forrest. They're sitting on seven points. I think they'll be very happy with that, given the, the fixture run they had to open the season. Brentford this week, Palace and Luton in the next three games. I think Forrest will do OK. I think Forrest have been the better side so far this season out of the two. I've been more impressed in the, the couple of games where Forrest have picked up points than I have in any game watching Brentford. Um They've made some good moves in the transfer market. I mean, they made a lot of moves in the transfer market, but they are continuing to, to evolve into a solid Premier League outfit for me, uh, Forrester. And I, th- I just think they're a good price at home here, 7-4. to four. 
Um, the pick for me, Forest v Brentford, is Forest to beat Brentford at 7-4. Plus one seventy-five. It's just a price that was was a bit bigger than I expected. I thought Forest may be closer at a five to four, plus one twenty-five, something like that. And and it, it it just went far enough for me to think I'll take Forest on the money line. So that's where I've gone with this. But I, I, I can. I, am I going to be massively surprised? The two home games against Burnley and Sheffield United. Obviously, one did finish one-one, and the other one should have done. They got lucky. They've just really struggled to, to put both to bed. So that was my thinking there. Uh, final game is Monday evening. There was a game on Tuesday, but we'll do that one on Sunday night, Buzz. Um, is Fulham against Chelsea. Uh, Fulham are 5-2, to two, uh, plus 250. The draw is 5-2, plus 250. And Chelsea are a shade over even money. They're plus 105. Uh, what, 21-20? Um, yeah, Monday night, Fulham v Chelsea, Buzz. Yeah, I mean, this is hardly a classic, is it, um, given the form no. of the two sides lately. Um, very difficult to make a case for either of these sides to beat the other. Not impressed with either of them so far. And I'm just going to take this one to be a stinker. Fulham's last two games have seen a nil-nil and a one-nil. Uh, Chelsea have failed to score in their last three games, nil-nil and two one-nil defeats. Um, between them, they've played 12 games this season and they've scored just 10 goals between the two t- sides. So they've got five each. Goals. Um, I've just kept this really simple. Under two and a half goals at ten to eleven. I just feel you've got to get a run for your money out of that. I can't see. I just can't see it being a goal fest. Um, one team might win it one nil, or we might get a one one or a nil. It could just be anything, but I think unders at ten to eleven is very fair. So yeah, Fulham v Chelsea under two point five ten to eleven minus one ten. Okay, Baz, I've got a little pop quiz here that might help you uh, reach a bit. Can you uh, name a football team that aren't very good at scoring goals? Chelsea. Yes, Barry. There's a second part of the question. Name another football team that aren't very good at scoring goals. Luton. The answer was Fulham, Baz, as it happens. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, but, you know, you can see where we're going with this. There's no, no one can score. They've got no strikers. Uh, the answer is obvious it's under two and a half goals at nine to ten bars. Uh, you are already there. Minus one, one, one. Um, and I think, Baz, that's all ten games in the hutch. Um, goal scorers, parlays, underdogs. Do you want to lead us off? Yeah, I'll start with my underdog. My underdog's going to be Spurs to beat Liverpool 15 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pick I was tempted with when I got to that one, but I, I felt like I wanted to go the goals route. Um because a high-scoring game could be in store. But I think 15-8 to eight for Spurs at home um, is a tidy price. So that's my underdog pick. Spurs to beat Liverpool 15-8. to eight. Uh, For the goal scorer, I've gone for Phil Foden at 9-4 to score any time. Um, he's playing regular now. He scored off the mark last week for the first time. And I think City will get a few goals this week. So I like Foden at 9-4 as an anytime scorer, plus 2-25. And treble for me is a team total. Um, treble, I've gone for Spurs to score two or more, West Ham to score two or more, and Man City to score three or more. Comes in just short of five to one for that treble. So team totals treble, Spurs, West Ham to score two or more, and City to score three or more, five to one. Okay, I like that, Baz. Um, my dog, Baz, my dog is your dog. Um, it's Tottenham at plus 187. Uh, just jumps off the page, really, when you're having a little look around. Um, so, double dog this week, uh, Spurs at 15 to 8. Um, do you know what I've got for a parlay, Baz? I'm not picking one. I refuse to pick one. It's a waste of everybody's time, let alone my time. It's a waste of ink. It's a waste of paper. It's a waste of brain cells. I'm not doing it. I've retired, Baz. And I tell you what, I'm a better man for it. I've had more time to you know spend with the family and stuff this week. I'm out on the parlays. I've probably wasted more time explaining why I'm out on the parlays than I would have done picking the parlay. So that time has gone away. But I'm not doing it. Bollocks to you. Um, anytime goal scorer, Baz, 20 to 1, Kurt Zuma, crashing header. Oh, get in the queue. 13 to 2, anytime, uh, plus 650. 20 to 1 to score first, and then go home and boot his cat right up the arse in celebration. Uh, and all the money's just won everyone. Um, that is the pick, Baz. What do you think of all of that? Um, I just don't think you can be bottling out of picking a parley. I'm not bottling out. I'm just not doing it. You can't make me. What are you going to do? 
How can you make me do it? Your parley provides a service to the people. It doesn't because what every week it doesn't. You then have to choose which one of the legs is going to let you down. That's no help. But you've narrowed it down. I mean, generally all three of them <laughs> in your parleys go down. So you know, um, no, that's a cop out. I don't like it. I remember well, once you made me. Uh, you tried to make me pick every Champions League game or something. Um, <laughs> I've uh, never, I've never failed to make a pick um, on a Premier League game. Um, and I've never failed to put a parley out for the people every week. That's a letdown. Well, Absolutely, let 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 me let the team down there. Um, I'm not doing it. You can sit there all you want. I'm not doing it. I'm quite tired. I'll put me. What? This is right. getting clicked off. Click gone. Pen down. Done. Out. Is this is this forever? You're not getting back in it. I think so. Yeah. Well, how about you just start trying to find some winners? This is what the show is about. You can't just say I can't pick winners, so I'm not going to do it anymore. You might as well. You might as well get a new host in. What do you mean? I've just made. You had to go. I made. I made eight picks on the West Ham game. You've just made ten picks on ten games, and you can't find the three best ones. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, you I'm need to go and think all. about this. I'm not having it next week. All right. Well, we'll discuss it. We'll have a production meeting. We'll, uh, we'll see. I might, what I might do, Baz, can I replace it with something else? Yes. Right, okay. Not I'm now, obviously, because I'm on the spot. But, yeah, you can have your parlay and I'll have something. What? Which, we'll find something I'm good at. <laughs> Take a little while. I might need a team of experts to troll through the records. Um, tell you what I'm going to do, Baz. I'm going to meet my dad in the pub in 50 minutes. So I need to go. I'm going to eat a pie. I'm going to get on the bus. That's what's going Enjoy. on here. Um, Enjoy the game, yeah, Baz. Let's hope for a good one. Yeah, a little uh, cheeky winner, and then home to Sutton United in the co- in the in the next round of the draw. That'll do me. Um, I don't even know if they went through, did they? It was went to penalties. I think Port Vale beat them. Um, Anyway, thanks, Baz. That was fun. Thanks. There was more people in the chat than I thought there would be because we went to a funny time of day. Uh, Captain Insano, Serial Moonaf, Bayou Funk uh, dropped in. Uh, Brian got his loyalty card stamped. Um, who was first in at the top of the show? Ah, Johnny. Johnny Cavid went as well. Uh, and Moonaf having a good troll as per. So thanks, everyone. Um, good luck with your bets. Like Baz said, uh, like, rate, review. But particularly review. Uh, do that the bosses love it um, we'll be back on Sunday night to talk about all of our winners uh, until then we will see you down the road cheers